Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Weekend Sports Report. I'm your host, Laura Antonio. Alex Trace is with me on my show to talk about some NFL and MLB, NFL and uh, MLB stuff regarding uh, what happened this weekend with the NFL draft on the Laura Antonio Sports Talk podcast show. So this is a special, special edition of the Laura Antonio Sports Talk podcast show. So Alex, how's it going, man? I'm go- I'm going great. How are you? I'm doing well, man. So before we talk about the NFL draft and all that, let's recap a wild game today between the Dodgers and the Pirates. The Dodgers started the game being five down, being down five one, and they came back to win it. So, what were your thoughts in this in that game for the Dodgers today? Well, that well, 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 well it's certainly a big win for for your Dodgers. You know, I've been really trying to keep track of really what's going on in um, that division of yours. And, you know, I mean, Padres are just really, just really right behind you guys. But, you know, I was, I was really impressed with how um, the Dodgers handled their business in Pittsburgh today. You know, I mean, that's a big come from behind win for, for them knowing that, you know, they could just, you know, taste, you know, just getting out of the first, first month of April and just have the lead in their division. That's really big for, for them. And I'm really hoping that they, um, that they use this come from a hind wind to really strengthen um, their team as they move into the month of May. Yeah, the month of May is about to get even better for, for those Dodgers. So with that being said, everybody, um, what I like today, Rich Hill got off to a rocky start, but it, but ended up settling in for the next like four or five innings. He pitched a solid six innings despite his rough patch in the, in the fifth in, in the, uh, in his, despite a rough patch in the first two innings of his outing, but all in all, it was a solid outing for Rich Hill. It was, you know, I mean, I, and I and I think that's really just what needs to be, just like the key for um, their starting pitching staff. You know, I'm, you know, I'm definitely thinking that um, that Rich Hill is going to really just kind of be just like that back end of the buffer because I just really think, you know, I mean, you want to get the guys that are good for you to get on your good guys you want to get Bueller going you want to get Kershaw um back into form and you also want to get Ryu and the other guys but then deeper into your starting in in your starting pitching lineup you know Rich Hill is going to be that kind of guy that can bridge you know between that fourth and fifth starter so I'm so I so I was really impressed to see him just bear down today and just really you know fight through those innings just to keep his team alive because that's the thing I mean just you know once you start off slow I mean you know it can kind of keep your team in it you know they can produce a lot of runs for you and just it's exciting to see how um this Dodgers team can just fight from behind knowing that they're starting pitching you know can sometimes struggle they still have the offensive firepower to get back into the game oh absolutely and tell me your reactions on the Mets they took two out of three from the Brewers if I'm correct um actually they uh salvaged one of the three games today so yeah, uh, and and the highlight of that weekend was I heard Thor homered. Yeah, no, yeah, Noah Syndergaard continuing his uh um big bat there. You know, I you know I'll have to say though I was really impressed with uh, Stephen Matz today. I think Stephen Matz is probably the best um starting pitcher the Mets have right now, which is very surprising considering um how good their pitching staff was in the second half of last year. But you know, I just think they just still need some. Time to recover. Jacob Degrom missed his first, his last two starts with a bit of a injury issue, and you know I'm just hoping that you know 
come the month of May, you know, this Mets starting rotation will finally get some balance out and their offense will continue to generate some runs. Oh, absolutely. So that was a little bit of a brief baseball talk right here. So now let's move on to football to the 2019 NFL draft recap. So let me ask you this question. Um, were you shocked that the New York Giants drafted Daniel Jones at six? Was that a good draft, good move, or not such a, or not a good move? I thought I, I thought it was a bit of a reach the first the first time I kind of um, was looking at it. I was a bit ups- I was a bit upset actually when they when they first drafted a pick because I got visions to um, Dave Brown in nineteen ninety four when the Giants got him in the supplemental draft. He was also another quarterback out of Duke and I was just going like oh boy Gettleman not another reach like this but then just once I kind of started seeing the highlights that he had in Duke I really think he's a more athletic quarterback than a lot of people um give or take of him but I just think the one that the biggest thing for him though is that he learned from David Cutcliffe at Duke who also mentored Peyton Manning and Eli Manning and now he's in a situation where he can learn from Eli Manning as a two-time Super Bowl champion quarterback and hopefully you know he could transition into becoming an NFL quarterback but I did feel it was a bit of a reach at the time I'll 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 be kind of like right in the middle I wouldn't say it's a bad pick or a great pick I'm just kind of right in the middle just saying you know I'm okay with it oh okay I mean I would expect Daniel Jones to be the Giants starting quarterback once Eli Manning retires Agree. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm almost thinking that, you know, with Eli Manning's timetable with this, you know, I mean, if he, if this is going to be his last year, say, for example, if this is going to be his last year and then Jones is going to take over the next year, I mean, Eli's got a very short timetable with him. But if Eli Manning has a second year in the tank, but Jones takes over Eli Manning's position in 2020, you know, Eli can still continue to mentor Jones, but I think Eli Manning's time as in the NFL is running out pretty fast. Oh, absolutely. You were right about that. So now that being said, everybody, um, now let's talk about draft grades. What grade would you give the Giants, the Patriots, the Rams, and Chargers? Um, I give uh, um, my Giants, I, I give them like maybe a B minus seeing the um, – seeing the draft picks that they did, you know, I really was excited um, about um, their cornerbacks they got. I love that they um, drafted DeAndre Baker from Georgia, the Jim Thorpe Award winner. I really like their um, draft pick as well from Old Dominion as well, that defensive end to help them out. I really think, you know, the Giants strengthened their defense and some key guys there. Um, for for your Rams, you know, I, I, I would kind of give them a bit of a B plus here. I'm really excited about, um, two big prospects for um, for your Rams and uh, um, Tyler Rapp, that safety that you guys got from Washington. The one thing that I know about Washington is that they have some really great defensive prospects. I could really see him being a, a force in your um, secondary unit for the Rams this year. And then Daryl Henderson as well, the running back from Memphis. I really liked how they are kind of thinking, you know, this will be just um, a nice solid, you know, just behind – the back safety for um, Todd Gurley, so they don't overuse him as much. I think he's going to be a big part of of your offense for for the Rams. And then um, for for the Chargers, I give them a bit of an A minus for for them here because I think um, 
I think they also got some really good guys as well. I like that they got that safety from Delaware, Nasir Adderley. I really liked what I saw of him, but I also like that they went ahead and drafted a quarterback to um, be Phillip Rivers' backup in Easton Stick from North Dakota State. You know, I really think he could eventually take over the role for the quarterback of the Chargers, knowing that Phillip Rivers can be there to mentor him. And then as for your Patriots, I would give them almost a solid A to A+, plus because I think they got the biggest guy in the first round, Nikhil Harry. I am really excited about this kid's upside for um, your Patriots. I really think he's going to just explode on this on, on the field for Tom Brady and that offense. And, I'll, and I also like that you guys got um, – Damian Harris as well from Alabama just to strengthen it a little bit you know Sonny Michelle I think you know could be you know a thousand yard rusher this year but Damian Harris could be a solid backup there I, I would give you know like like I said I give your Patriots about an A to A plus I give the Chargers an A minus my Giants I would give a B minus and then um, for your Rams I would give it about an A oh you're spot on right for that so so now that be, now that being said, let's do our offseason previews and talk about the Raiders and Broncos. So let's start with the Broncos. So questions for you about the Broncos. Will Vic Fangio do a good job in his first season as a head coach in the NFL? And how long and do you think Joe Flacco will help the Broncos in the short term? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. This is interesting for for me here. I think uh, Vic Fangio um, really has himself in a good situation here in Denver because he can really you know start molding that defense back into what it once was under um, John Fox and Gary Kubiak in those years they had with Peyton Manning and just getting to the playoffs. You know, I think that's what he has going for him. And I think he is going to do really well to strengthen that defense up. But with Joe Flacco here, this is going to be interesting for me to watch this preseason because Denver drafted Drew Locke um, in the NFL draft as well. So I'm almost wondering if there's going to be almost a little – competition between them and I'm almost wondering if LA would almost risk the decision of almost starting Drew Locke over Joe Flacco because Flacco's just kind of been on the decline over the last few years he just hasn't been as strong as he was since the Ravens were in the 2012 Super Bowl so I mean that's going to be a big decision for John LA but if Drew Locke becomes the starting quarterback I still think he's going to have a great mentor in, in Joe Flacco. So, I mean, that decision is going to be really interesting to see what John Elway decides to do with Denver. Absolutely. So now so now that being said, um, let's talk about our favorite draft pick for the Broncos. It has to be Noah Fant, even though I wanted the Patriots to draft him. Yeah, yeah, I was really um, anticipating, you know, that um, the Denver Broncos would almost try and get someone – to really help their defense, but it was really interesting how um, both their type, both of those Iowa tight ends went. You know, I thought Noah Fan would drop a little. What were you saying? I, I, I really, I, I really thought like Noah Fan was going to drop in the first round a little bit and almost go to your Patriots there, but I really um, like Denver getting him. But then also with the um, Lions getting TJ Hawkenstein as well at number nine. You know, I really thought that was a bit of a um, interesting move right, right there. So, you know, it was, it was really, it was really interesting um, draft maneuvers there, but, you know, I think Denver um, still paid off a nice draft pick, even though they dropped back 10 draft picks when the Pittsburgh Steelers traded up 
um, 10 draft picks with them to get Devin Bush at number 10, but then Denver gets Noah Fan at number 20. So it was a pretty good um, even trade, in my opinion, between those two teams. Oh, absolutely. You are spot on right about that. So now let's go to our breakout players for the Broncos this season. So who do you think's the breakout stars on the Broncos? So for me on offense, I'm going with Royce Freeman, Philip Lindsay, and on defense, Bradley Chubb. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely have a my my sights on Bradley Chubb. I, I really liked what I saw of him late in the season, um, for the Denver Broncos. But but my my, my eyes got to be though on Philip Lindsay. You know, first undrafted free agent last year to make a Pro Bowl. You know, and just his his journey was just incredible. What I've um heard about this kid, but I really think he's gonna really mold this offense a little bit. But you know, still though, I think Denver still has a lot of um big time decisions to make you know I, I would almost kind of be a little bit wary about even putting Drew Locke as one of my breakout stars but that would be like really close to like during the preseason you know wondering if John Elway does decide to put Drew Locke over Joe Flacco I would almost put Drew Locke as one of my breakout stars to hopefully see if he can you know provide a jolt to that Broncos offense Yeah, you're you're right about that. But we don't know. I think Drew Locke will learn under a year for Flacco. And then if Flacco gets hurt, then expect Drew Locke to be the starting quarterback for the Broncos at some point. Agreed. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Now let's go on to the Raiders. So, so here's our question today for the Oakland Raiders. Do you think Antonio Brown will help the Raiders thrive offensively? I really think he's going to. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I'm really anticipating, you know, Derek Carr to really – um, use Antonio Brown, you know, as much as he possibly can here, because I think Derek Carr has a lot to prove um, to John Gruden, and hopefully Antonio Brown is going to prove that to him. You know, I mean, they, you know, don't have Amari Cooper anymore. They wanted to get a big time wide receiver to help their offense out a little bit. I mean, Derek Carr is just going to have to spray the ball to Antonio Brown at least 90, 95 times this year to offense up and running but you know it's still a lot of uncertainty with the Oakland Raiders I was a little bit wary about that first draft pick they got that Colleen Farrell from um, Clemson at number four I just really thought that was a bit of a reach right there so I mean Gruden's got a lot on his plate here but if Tony if Antonio Brown can really help this Raiders offense out and Derek Carr can prove that he's gonna be a Pro Bowl cornerback you know hopefully this Raiders offense is gonna um, prove something in the NFL this year. Yeah, you're spot on right about that. That's for sure here. So, now that being said, everybody, with that being said, my breakout players for the Oakland Raiders goes like this. I think Derek Carr is going to return to form, and I think on defense, I think it's going to be uh, clean and feral, my defensive breakout player of the year for the for the Raiders. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I still, I still have really high hopes for that. Um, Farrell, you know, even though I thought he was a bit of a, um, big reach in that first round, you know, I mean that Clemson, um, front four defensive line, I was just really impressed with how, um, they performed last year, and I think Farrell is gonna, um, at least be a strong, a strong hold on that Raiders defensive line. But I mean, I just think the biggest, um, question for the Oakland Raiders this year is gonna be Derek Carr. You know, I really thought what he showed me in 2016 when he had that great season and I thought the Raiders would be in the AFC championship that year in 2016 but it just it didn't work out because Carr got hurt late in the season but if Carr can return to that 20 
16 form, you know, I give his Raiders a, a fighting chance to at least have a seven and nine or eight and eight record this season. Absolutely here. So now with that being said, um, my final NFL thoughts of the day is uh, I love that who the Patriots got. I think Nikhil Harry is going to be good for Tom Brady for the MLB. Uh, Dodgers are going to keep it going. And also, I think Kyler Murray is going to break out for the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals have finally found their franchise quarterback in Kyler Murray. And Josh Rosen, I do think that a second chance is worth it for him as the starting quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Agreed. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm really hoping a lot of good things for Josh Rosen as well as Kyler Kyler Murray. And like I said, you know, I think Nikhil Harry is going to be really big time for, for your Patriots. I think he's going to be as explosive or maybe even more explosive than like Wes Welker or even Randy Moss was for you guys back in um, your runs to the Super Bowl and the in the early um, versions of the Patriots dynasty. My my final NFL thought for for me is uh, I'm really hopeful about this uh, new Giants team. I'm really excited to see how their draft picks are going to p- perform in the preseason. And then for my final MLB thought, I'm excited to see how the um, Mets are going to perform against the Cincinnati Reds in their next series. Oh, yeah. And also, here's what I think. Alex Verdugo should be an everyday player for the Dodgers. And I expect that to happen, though. I agree. You know, he, he you know he's, he's really um, formed, I think, into probably one of the best young outfielders. You know, I was a little bit almost apprehensive of just saying, you know, is he going to be better than Yasiel Puig? But, I mean, just he has just been a lightning rod on your team, just like Pete Alonso has been for my Mets. So, I mean, just the big young stars are really just coming out for both of our teams. The reason why I say that is that it moves Cody Bellinger to first base, and I think Max Muncy just should just have a roll off the bench because his average isn't there, you know. Right, and right, and you know, and we've discussed as well about months. You know, I'm really thinking that you know you could either just use him on the bench or almost just use him as a utility infielder if either someone gets hurt or just to sub sub him in, you know, late in the game to provide some offense late. But I think that's what Muncy's role should be. I'm 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 in definite agreement just, with you just, there. Just just a uh, primary left-handed pinch hitter off the bench. That's what I meant to say. Right. With, yeah. with Verdugo's emergence. And I think Alex Verdugo should be a regular uh, starter for the Dodgers going forward. Agreed. Absolutely. So that moves Cody Bellinger to first base. And if A.J. Pollock gets a day off, then you put Cody Bellinger in center field. There you go. I mean, that, I mean that's I mean, that's almost a perfect scenario right there, especially with the way that Bellinger has been smacking the ball out of the ballpark. I mean, he's just been all over the place with the home run ball. So really interesting to see how um, the Dodgers are going to make those decisions there, but you know they are really starting to heat up in that division of theirs. Absolutely. So that being said, everybody, um, you have a good day. Have a good day, Alex. Good rest of your weekend, and we'll talk again on Friday. All right. Our regular show on Friday. <laughs>